There is a thin veil that protects humanity from the horrors and darkness of the other. Within the other lives everything that our minds can bring to imagination. Or maybe it is not imagination at all, and just a thinly veiled reality that our mind cannot believe to be true. The veil is the will of humanity to protect the innocent from the dangerous and the horrible. A pursuit to ensure that the darkness of the other does not consume the world. The vanguard are those who uphold the veil, who know the truth of the horrors and fight it every day to protect the innocent. They must ensure that the balance is maintained and the darkness held at bay. We are the vanguard of the veil. Welcome, everyone, to another session of the Vanguard of the Veil, a Monster of the Week actual play podcast powered by the Apocalypse System. I am your host and keeper, Fred, and our pronouns are he, him. And joining with us today, Matthew. Hi, everybody. I'm Matthew Morris. My pronouns are he, him. And I do the recaps. <laughs> Stephanie. Steph. Hey everybody, I play Artemisia and my character and my pronouns characters are she here and I don't really know why Matthew's gonna be here after the next five minutes. His character's dead. <laughs> it's a real short recording for me. Wow. I mean, hell, it's Josh. different. <laughs> Josh. Oh, hello, I'm Josh. I play Spin and uh, we're, we're both uh, he, him in the pronoun department. Alex. Hi, I'm Alex. Uh, I play Deandra, and in the department of pronouns, you stop on the floor for all pronouns. That's me, and then you go up a floor and there's the female pronouns, and that's uh, that's Deandra. Alex is in the department warehouse or Ta- the pronoun warehouse. Yeah. Um, okay, well, let's just get the re. Well, no, 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 no. Let's do level ups. Let's talk oh, about yeah. level ups. Like, mm. did anybody level up? We all uh, leveled up. Yes. Take. Does anybody want to go first? Fred, you asked me, and I said that I did not choose a level up. Okay, so got I'm it. sorry because your character's set. Got it. In okay. hell, it's different. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <sorry. laughs> uh, I, I can go. Okay. Okay. So I picked. So one of my options was to take get a mystical library, um, which Ooh. is a move from the expert playbook. Um, so, you know, being that we we were kind of like were amidst a bunch of demon books and everything last time. So I kind of figured like, all right, well, Artemisia and let's be honest, Deandra uh, probably stole a bunch of these demon books. Uh, so the, the way it works, if you use your library's occult tombs and grimoires, preparing with your tomes and grimoires, take plus one forward for use magic. Oh, nice. So that will okay. be helpful for whatever we are doing to maybe get Gundy back. How many uh, luck points do you have left? I have three. Oh, that's so many. Boy. Oh, and then so <laughs> once you tell us your level up choice, then tell us your luck points also. Don't worry about health. Uh, Josh, do you want to go next? Sure, I will go next. I took a thing that says it's a uh, one of the athlete moves called top of your game, where you gain plus one ongoing for any non-combat feat of athletic prowess. Got it. Okay. So I, I want to make a comment real quick because we use two terms uh, right now that I want to define. So Steph, when you talked about your benefit plus one forward, you're only going to get that plus one for one 
yeah. use of use. But you naturally. can use it at any time you want, right? That's so a, you hold. Yeah, it. yeah. You don't have yeah. to. Use you have like it. a Wait, floating plus one. Wait, remind me. So I thought hold was you got to use once, and forward was like for the story. No, no. A hold is you get to hold your questions or like a benefit of a mood move to use when you want. Plus one forward is you get a plus one to your roll, and then plus one ongoing is you get a plus one to all your rolls for that specific situation. And for Josh, it is specific to like athletic things. Yes. Uh, that is non-combat. Yes, non-combat feats of athletic prowess. Yes. Okay, cool. Oh, and my luck points. I have uh, far left. Four? Yeah. All right. Uh, how about you, Alex? Oh, um, so in my improvements, I had uh, take a move from another playbook. And so I took a move from the expert playbook. Um, I took the woman with the plan. Um, so at the beginning of a mystery, I roll versus sharp um, and I can get some holds for that. And I spend the holds to be where I need to be prepared and ready. And if I miss uh the 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 keeper gets to hold one and put me some in the worst place unprepared and unready <laughs> very nice okay yeah so that's fun because if you roll poorly i get to mess with you so <laughs> yeah you put me in a bad place not ready to deal with that shit yeah, yeah. and matthew i would ask you for your luck points but gunderson's dead so <laughs> didn't use any luck <laughs> Uh, Matthew, why don't you uh, do a recap of, of what happened last time? On the last episode of Vanguard of the Veil, vale, Artemisia finds herself being counseled by Dr. Gunderson, a well-known psychotherapist. He worries she's beginning to regress in her treatment and calls upon his assistants, Deandra and Spin, to administer an increased dosage of her medication. Naturally, this is the demon toying with Artemisia's mind, and we all have a good laugh and Steph has a good spirit about it. As combat with the demon continues, Deandra discerns that we need to unsummon the demon through big magic. As Spin engages the demon in hand-to-hand -hand combat, the rest of the team draws uh, the required circle and runes using human blood, a good portion of which is Dr. Gunderson's. Sorry, Professor Gunderson's. Uh, with the ritual prepared, Gunderson enters the circle, holding the demon in place with weird science magic, and tells Spin to get out of the circle. Artemisia uses a grimoire to recite their incantation for the spell. She levitates off the ground, and with a blast, she, Spin, and Deandra are thrown back. It appears to have worked. The demon is gone, but so is Professor Gunderson. So in the aftermath of what happened uh, at the Jared Leto psychiatric ward of revitalizing behavior, the three of you have spent the next week recovering, planning, mourning Professor Gunderson. You really don't know what has happened and you fear for the worse, but what you can only assume from what Artemisia knows is that the spell that was used was a banishment spell uh, used to send the demon back to the other, which is the realm of this dark parallel world, uh, kind of like the realm of monsters and demons. And you can only assume that Gunderson was also sent back with the demon as both of them had disappeared from Dr. Sobieski's office. 
I would like each of you to just take a minute um, to let me know what your healing process, what maybe your investigative process, or uh, you know whatever you want to talk about that you did over this next week um, before we kind of start this session. Starting with Josh. Oh, I have to go first. Wow. Okay. Hey, everybody. <laughs> I'm gonna go first. Um. Okay. What is Spin doing? One. Spin is gonna spend the week start in the mornings. Uh, so for the healing process, he wakes up in the morning and has breakfast with the Nuggies. Who all are actually in a very damper, like very like downtrodden Aww. morning mood. Most of them barely have the energy to join you for breakfast. And you can tell that the disappearance of Gunderson has affected them greatly. They're all wearing oh, their morning veils. Yes. <laughs> But we have to do this because we have to keep the lab like tip yeah. top, of course, like that's just protocol. That's so standard operating procedure. So we do all that uh, breakfast with the nuggies. Then in the afternoon, I do strip mall karate. And you do so with your semi mentor, Josh Watanabe, who is a half Japanese 30 something year old strip mall karate teacher. Um, you spend the day with him, and then after the hour-long kind of routine and exercise, uh, you get time to speak with him. Uh, you are very distracted, Spin. I feel like your heart's not into it today. True. And you, majority of that's because I don't know what I'm doing. Well, karate is really from the soul, and you have to be able to feel what you're doing. It might be best if you maybe unload the burden that is holding you down. Um, I think my friend got transported with a demon somewhere. Yes, yes. I hear this happens often. You know, drugs can be very difficult uh, when you have a friend going through a very tough time and it is very difficult to overcome the demons. I understand what it is you're saying. Yes. Well, a true friend would help this person. It is up to you to show them the path, and you need to go to them and guide them back to the light so that they too can join our class and learn karate. Uh, my friend is very old. I don't know if his bones are <laughs> good. Oh, Spin, if I haven't taught you anything, you should know that age is just a number. Just because this 10-year-old is much smaller than you does not mean that they do not have the right to be here to train alongside you, just as much as your old friend with his drug addiction. Sure. Listen, you know, as long as I can fight his demons physically, uh, yeah, I'll bring him. Sure. Well, remember that the word karate in Japanese literally means to fight one's demons physically. So you are on the right path. Do not forget your teachings. Yes. All right, Spin. Go. Go to your friend and kick those drugs with physical kicks. Yes. I will kick the demons with my kicks. Yes. And make sure to come back. And I'm going to need a check for next week as well. <laughs> oh, easy. Yeah. Okay, great. And then... After strip mall karate, it's on to the coups 
with honestly whoever will go, but definitely Chad. And what was that other girl's name? Terry? Terry. Yeah. Uh, the three of us go to karaoke at the coos. Uh, of course, Artemisia and Deandra are always invited. Artemisia would definitely come come a few times, yeah. And then, yeah, there's a karaokeing that happens. Artemisia, if you're there, you would notice that Spin, when doing karaoke, does not, like, get big and strong like he normally does when he does karaoke. He just remains lanky the whole time and spindly and ropey. But the quality yeah. of the performance is the same. Okay. So you are able to heal all of your wounds and any health points. Of course, your luck points do stay at whatever, you know, st- static, you know, point value that it's at. But uh, or now. you have gone through kind of like your healing and mourning process. And the camera uh, pans away from the coups and goes back to the... Uh, well, it's no longer the DJ Poly D center of the sciences. Who knows? Maybe it'll become the uh, Professor Gunderson center of the sciences since he's currently on a sabbatical or possibly missing. But we go back to the laboratory and we find the Nuggies and we also find Deandra. Deandra, what is it that you do uh, for this week? What is your process? Uh, Deandra kind of spirals um, because losing people is not really something she deals with very well. Um, so Deandra is going to start getting really into whippets and mushrooms and switch from <laughs> and switch from like gin and bourbon to like that pre-packaged Long Island iced tea mix, but she's just drinking it straight out of the bottle. Um <laughs> rather than mixing it with anything. Um, so she's drinking that straight out of the bottle and she kind of spirals. Um, so during her days, she's going to like try to research like demonology and like ways to get Gundy back. But during her nights, she's going to like in a drug fueled uh, haze, um, do like the conspiracy theory stuff, but also like start trying to prepare for any eventuality um, to, to protect the people close to her. Okay. So before we do any kind of investigate a mystery role, I would like for you to go ahead and do your starter move, connect the dots. Okay. Um, I will roll a connect the dots. I got 11. Oh, wow. Okay. So that is definitely a success. Now, what is it that you get? You get to hold two or three. On 10 plus, I get three. Okay. Now, is there anything you would like to ask prior to kind of knowing what the investigatory um, storyline is going to be? The first thing I would try to find is if it's possible to return from the realm in which a demon lives. Okay. Like, like answer that question first because like the if it's not possible like at all she'd probably give up but like if there's a glimmer of hope then that would kind of consume her you know got what I mean? it got it you have 
you have had a lot of experiences with other hunters um, in some small capacities and in some larger capacities. Uh, you have spent time with NS9 um, and went on an adventure with them. And then you also have some dealings with Dulce Periculum and Alexander Skarsgård, who's kind of like your benefactor and patron now. And uh, you end up giving him a call. And the two of you are on the phone and you ask him this question. Well, Deandra, um, I have personally been to the other and it is a dark shadow mirror world of where we are. And on this side is where everything we can imagine that is horrific will be. Now, although I wouldn't recommend it, Yes, is it possible to make your way to the other? Absolutely. We see these rifts, these openings all the time. And we're currently researching one that is actually right outside of the university. Uh, it is, uh, uh, but they call it Satan's Highway or something. It is right outside of your town. Uh, I believe okay. you were there. Yeah, you I've told me about the, yeah. the story with that plant creature. Well, wherever this plant creature came from, there is a rift there, an opening to the other. Mm. That might be... You just, walk, you just walk on through? Well, obviously, there's more nuance to it than just that, but uh, okay. uh, yes, in a matter of speaking. But the return is a little different. For you see, it doesn't necessarily always stay in the same place. The other is a world of a, a, a different... Uh, metaphysical space. Uh, not everything is always as it seems. Time flows differently, and even the geography can change on you. So you must be very careful. Um, we often suggest finding some kind of tether, uh, usually through like a, a magic caster, uh, like a spell slinger, and they might be able to keep a beacon so that you're able to get back home. But we have seen other rifts as well. So if yours closes for whatever reason, I would think that you would still be able to maybe find one to a different place. Okay, so it's totally possible to do that. Well, look, I, I think it's noble that you want to rescue Professor Gunderson, but I feel like it's a lost cause. I don't know if if it's smart for the three of you to go on your own. Uh, yeah, well, I've never really gotten far doing the smart thing is the problem. Okay, well, if you are adamant on going, let me set you up with somebody. I have a uh, colleague, somebody who owes me a favor, and they would be able to help you. Uh, but we'll talk more on it later. Uh, for now, I think it would be best for you to prepare for your journey. And uh, I will call you uh, tomorrow. Okay. I look forward to your phone call. And Deandra, mm. when you're over there, just remember one thing. The worst possible things that can happen to you can happen over there. And he hangs up. Hmm. Okay rude he didn't even say goodbye so you continue this routine this ritual of yours 
and uh, you heal up. You are 100% healed of all of your injuries and your health points, um, your luck points. What are your luck points at again? Um, I have only spent two, so it looks like I have five currently, yeah. And so you continue to take your whippets and uh, <laughs> mushrooms. your mushrooms. <laughs> um, do you share them with the nuggies? Um, sure. Well, I, I'm... It's not so much share as it is like I'm making casserole with them. <laughs> like they just just I leave it around and the nuggies can get into it if they want to. Like I'm I'm Define I'm with just them. not careful. They they reproduce <laughs> like through them. spores yeah. and that's an awesome opportunity for them to oh. spread the spores <laughs> out, just so you right. know. I'm just I'm just very irresponsible with the mushrooms, so they're just everywhere. So if they get into them, they get into them. Oh, I thought you were talking about the nuggies that they reproduce two spores. Yes, I, was, I did say that. Okay. Oh, oh okay. Oh, yeah, that's that's confirmed right now. So the nuggies are going to interbreed with the mushrooms. <laughs> that's not what that's not what I said, but sure, no, why they not? Eat the mushrooms and then they <laughs> spore out their babies. I think they eat so, dog oh, food. Okay. Last I said, I don't remember. So as your week ends, Deandra, you see something spectacular. Well, maybe it's the mushrooms or the whippets, but you see many, like a dozen baby nuggies running around in the laboratory, somehow without Professor Gunderson creating them. The nuggies have either evolved or figured out how to procreate and now there are new nuggies. I'm gonna I'm gonna like pick one up and like nuzzle it and say, I'm gonna get your papa back. Don't you worry, I'm gonna get your papa back. And they just nuzzle up next to you. camera pans away and we find ourselves with Artemisia. So what have you been doing over this last week? So Artemisia actually has kind of been okay uh, just because like she, she's been through a lot of shit lately and she's sort of balanced out and like now she has a project um, but she does she, you know she's still like kind of very paranoid um, for good reason honestly like some of it's in her head yes but some of it is like yes the government actually is after her uh, to a certain degree so she uh she's gonna actually get to move all of her stuff out of her dorm um into the lab so she is also sleeping like on a mattress in the corner like deandra <laughs> <laughs> um and she's kind of she's spending a lot of time reading her new demon books trying to like yeah figure out as much as she can so that they can go get Gundy. Um, she's spreading a lot of salt around. Like anytime she works, she's like in a salt ring. Uh, she's like rolling the nuggies in salt so that they're all salty. <laughs> and uh, and occasionally talks to things that aren't there and that's fine, cause it's fine. Um, and then kind of, yeah, kind of in between that, she's just sort of like trying to support um, Deandra and Spin as best she can because they like literally came and saved her. So like she'll she'll put some more whippets out for Deandra, but like also a <laughs> glass of water with salt in it. Uh, and oh, yeah, then she, yeah, she, yeah. she goes to the coos with Spin. Like she makes sure to launder his ghee. <laughs> True. <laughs> his ghee. So she's, she's yeah. So she's kind of in support mode. Like she's 
She's uh, not in a great place, but she's better than she was like a week or two ago. Well, you feel incredibly physically fit. You feel really well. You have healed if you had any injuries or any. I, I had loss. very little damage last time, okay. actually. Yeah. So, yeah, you feel great. And other than the kind of bouts of paranoia or hallucinations sometimes you feel like you see something that in the corner of your eye and it's gone when you try to focus on it Um, and you also do have some nightmares as well Um, these nightmares often leave you feeling lost or sometimes you you know find yourself just covered in blood and you wake up in a cold sweat uh, and you kind of like quickly check yourself and obviously there's no blood Uh but it often happens essentially overnight as a nightmare now the three of you have come together after this week and you are in gunderson's library your goal figure out how to get to gunderson figure out what the other is figure out what you need to do to travel between this plane and that would anybody like to roll and investigate a mystery or use some other form of move to help in these endeavors uh, each of you will be able to investigate a mystery uh, to be able to ask as many questions uh, to figure out what your next move is yes uh, I can help someone okay I will investigate a mystery great uh, I rolled a natural 12 to help someone. Oof. What a great roll. And uh, whenever I successfully help out somebody, they get a plus two. Wow. So plus two. I got a 10, so that's a 12. Great. So investigate a mystery. You are successful. I believe you get to hold two or three. I always forget. Two. So what kind of questions do you want to ask? Um, okay, so I assume DeAndre has sort of shared this information about, like, this kind of anomaly, maybe portal situation. Uh, if if not shared directly, scrawled on some notes okay. on the wall yep. in Magic Marker yep. or whatever. <laughs> okay. And you don't necessarily have to follow the the yeah light the questions yeah. available because we're not looking for a specific creature. Probably what she would want to really know... Um, would be like, how, how can, like, what spell can I cast to enter this other world? Got it. Got it. Because we know that there's a door. We don't necessarily know how to get through the door. So yeah, uh, you will need to essentially cast uh, a big magic type spell. Um, there will be some small research, uh, which you'll be able to do with your uh, expert haven. It's a library, correct? Like an occult library. Um, you will probably need to have at least three people with you, uh, which currently you have Spin and Deandra. But you feel like you have the ability to do this. Okay. Okay. I'm going to hold my other question right now. Okay. And how about Deandra? Um, I'm going to like deep search like the dark web and like conspiracy sites and stuff like that. And I'm going to roll my new move, the woman with a plan. Um, I'm going to be looking at people who I think legitimately have gone into the other and read about their experiences on like dark forums and posts and blogs and stuff and try to like be as prepared as I can for when we go in. Okay. Okay. So you come across a couple of really deep 
forums. Um, and at first it seems like a, a very standard type Reddit forum, but as you continue to dig and dig, you start to see a pattern in the way things are titled and in the subject. And although it could be very misleading to somebody else, you're able to locate what you're looking for. You come uh, by uh, what looks like some kind of like Russian website. And the first thing that strikes out to you is the term Ferum Advelo. Now, after doing a little research, Ferum Advelo is Latin for the Iron Veil. And you have come to realize that this is a non-existent branch of the Russian military, like a secret unit of soldiers that defend the veil uh, from Russia. And you are reading of like passages and stories of ex-military um, who have crossed the veil uh, and their experiences. And what you have come to realize is that the other, this other plane, this shadow world of our world is almost like a exact mirror. But once you cross over, everything is manipulated in a different way. It is more twisted. Uh, it is um, kind of like a almost like a, I guess, once again, I'll use a term like a shadow, dark version of our world. Now, something that kind of catches you off guard is that there are humans living on the other side, but they're often seen as kind of like second-rate citizens and often are, you know, under the um, thumb of like a demon lord or the monsters and they often find, you know, small pockets of humans that are hiding or, or within resistance. And they have sent people to try to bring them back. So you don't know if they were maybe captured and brought there, or if they were born there, or if humans just exist in this other world, but that is actually new information to you. You always just believed that it was monsters and demons that lived on this other side. And now you're starting to see these tales of, of these uh, ex-Russian soldiers. Okay. I will, I will bank that away. I'll share that with, um, with Artemisia because she's also doing research on the other side. <clears throat> so um, I will share that information. All right. Do we want to use any other investigative mystery, connect the dots or anything else at this moment? Can I roll the woman with the plan to get the, my holds for that? Go ahead. Okay. Uh, I got a nine, so I only get one hold, okay. I think. So I could. do I only get to roll that one or do I get to roll other stuff as well? Like what other stuff? Like investigative mystery? Or? Well, like, yeah, like investigative mystery. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So I will roll investigative mystery. Um, oh, I rolled. Awful. I rolled three. I rolled six. Okay. <laughs> investigating a mystery. I, so, unfortunately, nope. you have failed. And um, because of the haze that you're in from the mix of mushrooms and whippets and Long Island pre-mixed liquor bottles that you have been drinking, <laughs> you now start to question whether or not what you have found was factual 
about Faramed Velo and these stories of the other, and you are unable to find any more information. Okay. So as the three of you are doing this research, the Nuggies are busily working around you. Uh, some of them enjoying a casserole and staring at the, the wall. Some of them are exercising with spin and sparring. Um, some of them, um, I think specifically uh, a helper nuggy of Artemisia's by the name of Sweet and Sour is working in your library and pulling books that you call for. The camera pans away from this center of the sciences, Professor Gunderson's laboratory, and it pulls away from uh, Rhode Island. And we find ourselves watching as it pans all the way across the country to the other side, the West Coast. And it starts to zoom in on a what looks like a, a very dilapidated warehouse. And as a camera just goes right through the walls of this warehouse, it is incredibly dark. You hear the dripping of water on the puddle. Uh, and there is a smell. There is like this moldy, musty smell. And we find ourselves uh, with a man who is currently crouching, observing a group of monsters in this abandoned warehouse. So in this warehouse, these monsters are currently uh, just talking amongst themselves and there are these cages and you can clearly see that the people you were sent to uh, essentially save and release from this like trafficking ring uh, are currently in those cages. What are you doing? Can I uh, investigate a mystery? No, I want to read a bad situation. Excellent. Read a bad situation. Uh... <laughs> Uh, never mind. <laughs> what does that mean? What does that all to, mean? I have to look at my uh, my character sheet here, but I think, I think, yeah, it's a six. So I'm gonna not well, succeed on that roll. Unfortunately, you have failed uh, to read a bad situation, and the hairs on the back of your neck start to rise, and you are so intent on the scene below, watching these three just huge guys and you know that you know they are some kind of like lycanthrope or something they are just large you fail to realize the heavy breathing and the soft steps of somebody coming up behind you act under pressure no Uh, that's a lot better. That is a 10. Okay. So just as this hulking brute crashes down uh, into the spot where you were hiding and observing this ring, um, mm-hmm. you dodge out of the way just in time, and it collides with the railing of the second floor platform that you were on, and it just emits this, like, painful groan and growl, which alerts the other three people downstairs. It is your turn. What would you like to do? I would like to kick some ass. Excellent. We'll and I would like ass. to put a uh, a shotgun up to this thing's like the base of their skull. Okay. And I would like to uh, shoot them. 
Uh, that is a seven even. Okay, so you are partially successful. Your gun goes off and you're intent. You are just right in, right behind him. And the werewolf, this mix of man and wolf is so quick. Your gun goes off, the shotgun just grazes him, still taking massive amounts of damage. Half his face is torn off, his ear is gone, but it has already turned around and reacted and slices you with its razor sharp claws. You take three points of damage. Oh, that's before my armor? Yeah, 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 yeah. Your armor, whatever your armor deflects. Love it, that's great, I love that. Do you take any damage? I do take damage. Okay. I take one point of damage. Okay. So you are also quick and you kind of like uh, tuck and roll to the side. The 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 talons kind of graze you and a little bit of it kind of like breaks through what, you know, armor you have on currently. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. What's your next move? You hear running coming up the stairway. The other three people are coming. It's not looking good. Yeah, I'd like to, um, what's the, I guess, act under pressure to try and uh, make an escape. Okay, go ahead. <sighs> I knew this guy, you guys weren't going to make this easy on me. Uh, that is a uh, nine. Okay, so you are partially successful. Um, so you, you basically just vault off the second floor and you had seen originally a, a large stack of boxes which you collide against and you tuck and roll. You don't take any damage, but you are feeling a little stiff from uh, your shoulder kind of like crashing into the ground um, but you've given yourself a little bit of distance um, there are like four human-sized cages there are uh, men and women just cowering in the corner inside of the cages uh, and you have one round before the other four werewolves are on you let's see here i would like to i'm gonna read a bad situation again okay go ahead uh, that is a and is a also a nine. Okay, so once again, you are partially successful. Um, you are able to ask any one question you'd like. What is the best way to protect the victims? Well, let's see. What normally is bad for werewolves? Silver? Yes. Sunlight, maybe. Yeah. Is sunlight bad not, for werewolves? Not, not, not being in the moonlight. It's just silver. It's literally just, just silver, silver. And just the silver is metaphorical. If you're if you're going to go by like my family lineage, it's just metaphorical. My silver is alcohol. My, mine is my sister calling me on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you can um, obviously, you know, shoot the, the locks off of the cages. Um, but that'll take probably a full round. Uh, kind of putting the werewolves directly on you. You could leave them in the cages. Uh, you believe that, you know, obviously they need these humans alive. So maybe the goal is to try to either distract and uh, take them away. Um, you have a lot of options, but you are also prepared. So you notice that the werewolf that you had shot, he is not healing. Um, and that is, you recall that you were well prepared and your buckshot is just pellets of silver. All right. 
Fred, I think it's time I make my big entrance. Okay. Can I do that? Yeah, absolutely. Listen here, you wolf sons of bitches. You think that you can go around and take all these people out from their homes, bring them down here and run your weird slave ring on them, because that's what you are doing, clearly. Uh, but the little, little thing you didn't know is that I've been tracking you for some time now. In fact, a lot of us have been tracking you. And if you, if I don't make it back, there's going to be another group of hunters coming here right at the stroke of midnight. And they are going to wipe you off the face of the earth. You let me go now. And you let me bring these uh, victims with me. And there's going to be no issues. Otherwise, I'm just going to have to let them all out. And for all you know... I'm going to let the beast out myself. And then what's going to happen? You're going to be sitting here, arms and legs going to get torn off, and you're going to be, have big holes in your face like your friend over there. Is that right, Rover? And as you are saying all of this, the earpiece that is in your ear is like, did you want us to wait until you were done with this speech, or did you want us to come in now? Uh, that, I thought that was the cue. Roll or die. I thought that was the, I thought that was the cue. Uh, all right. For that is a seven. <laughs> okay. You are partially successful. Uh, on a seven to nine, I pick one person or monster to stop, watch, uh, to watches and listens to what I, uh, when I'm finished talking. Okay. So the three that were coming up the stairs are still barreling down the stairs coming towards you. But the one that you had shot is kind of just stopping and watching this speech that you made. And as all of this is happening and the speech ends, bursting through the windows are two figures that just tuck and roll from what looks like repelling cords. They're fully geared out in tactical armor. They have like their night vision goggles and everything. And one of them has like what looks like a, a silver short sword and just plunges it into the spine of the werewolf that is on that platform that you shot. And it just emits a shriek and howl that just fills your ears as it drops to the ground. The other one has what looks like a, you know, tactical uh, assault rifle and just starts opening fire on the other three. And you are joined uh, by your two uh, agent followers. What was that move called? Frank and Gina? Well, it, it might not be Frank and Gina anymore, but... Aww, that's no fun. Uh, it was, uh, I get to command an agency team of monster hunters. There you go. So you have your two, like, hunter um, team that kind of follows you around, right? Um, and they're just opening fire. And so now you have kind of an opening. What do you want to do at this point? Uh, now is the time where I'm going to use the butt of the shotgun to break off the locks from these cages. And you do so swiftly. The werewolves split apart. Uh, two of them go towards the person that's shooting them, and one is still coming towards you. But you're able to open up all four cages. And just as you do so, you turn around to face the werewolf that's coming towards you. Act under pressure. Under pressure. Uh, that is a 12 to act under pressure. A and act under pressure is a, an advanced move for me. Excellent. Uh, so you can choose either to do what you wanted and something extra or do what you wanted to absolute perfection. What did you want to do? I, I guess I'm a perfectionist. So whatever it is I was trying to do, I'm going to do it perfectly. 
So it's it's coming up to attack me. Yeah. So like you are, you knew it was coming to you. So like you're you're able to respond before it gets to you, and you're gonna do it perfectly. So as it's so I like break off a lock with the butt of this shotgun, and then like I shove the gun like straight forward, and it like ends up like in the throat of this werewolf as it's lunging at me. I don't pull the trigger, but it's it's there with you know six inches of uh, shotgun in its throat. And what do you say? Double barrel. What do you say as you pull the trigger and roll kick some ass? I gave you a chance and now you're going to pay for it. Six inches is so easy. <laughs> yeah, but double barrel? I mean, have you taken two barrels at once? Uh, don't ask any questions. Freezing. Freezing. Matthew. <laughs> uh, that is a nine. Okay. Uh, you are successful. Um... So yeah, this shotgun, it is perfectly placed into the throat of this lycanthrope. You pull the trigger and your double barrel thickness just erupts and blows the back of this werewolf's head. I mean, we're talking about splatter everywhere. And you can see... There's a Twitter account (laughs) that gives you this kind of content. And you can see that uh, uh, your teammates make quick work of the other two. Uh, and we come to a wrap uh, for this fight scene. As the two hunters come to you, uh, you can see that, uh, yes, in fact, it is Frank and Gina. And they both take off their, like, hoodies, that like the, the hoods that they were wearing. And the, the, the balaclavas, the balaclavas yeah. yes. And uh, they're like, you and your speeches... You know, sometimes you just go a little too long. I told you, the cue is when I start going on too long and you think that the wrap-up music should be playing, that's when you come in, because that's when they're distracted. Ah, yeah, that's fair. That is fair. You know, Gina got that sick kill with her sword, and and Gina's, like, wiping her short sword onto the body of the werewolf. She sticks it back into her sheath. You see Frank with his assault rifle, uh, and at that point... uh, the, the humans, they're coming out of the cages, and they're kind of distraught and Frank and Gina kind of start helping them out, uh, and your cell phone starts to ring. I'll, um, I'll wipe my now covered in blood hand on my jacket, and I will reach into my pocket, and I will pull out my phone. You got C. Well, Agency, hopefully your mission was a success. Alexander Skarsgård, you son of a bitch. I prefer you not to use that type of terminology with me. Alexander Skarsgård, you hell of a man. You beautiful specimen. You... What's up? Well, I hate to do this to you, but I need you on another mission. I mean, I I barely finished this one. I mean, I, I'm still covered in viscera and entrails and... Well, I mean, I guess not entrails, because they're... I mean, the bottom half of it's still there, but what do you, what would you call, like, What's what's like somebody's lung? What would you call that? I guess it's still entrails, right? Just viscera. Viscera. That's fine. Yes. I got I got wolf viscera on me, and it's I mean it's it's sticky. Can I clean up first? It probably smells something awful as well. Hmm. Well, look. Uh, yes. Uh, obviously, you have time to clean up, but I've already got tickets for you tonight. You're heading to Rhode Island. What's in Rhode Island? Well. I need your help with another group of hunters. They plan to head into the other. The other? Well, yes. I know you're familiar with the other, but 
This will be your first foray, but a man of your talent should help keep these three alive. They are looking to find a lost companion of theirs that was banished along with a demon they sent back over. So they do have some talent. Do you, do you think it's safe for me to go? Do you think it's a good idea? Well, look, you have been in control of yourself. And honestly, what I might need is you out of control to help protect these from what they're going to experience on that side. And I'm sorry, I'm going to have to keep Frank and Gina so that we can continue running things with, well, now it's your, what we call the agency. But now that NS9 has been dissolved, I'm going to have to ask you to help me out on this one. Yeah, you know, Frank and Gina, they, uh, they're good agents and, uh, I think they can finish up what we got going on here. Let me, uh, let me get cleaned up and I'll, I'll head over to the airport. Listen, see, you bring all four of them back, we'll call it even. The agency's yours. Look, you know, you know I can't work by myself. Not yet. I still need, a. I need the support, but I appreciate the offer. Right, regardless of what happens, no matter how many of us come back, uh, know that, uh, you know, everything that you've done for me has been, uh, well, <laughs> I don't know that I'd still be here if it wasn't for you guys. Listen, what happened that day, nobody could have thought possible. And I know you've been struggling with, <laughs> well, lack of a better term here, inner demon. So, look, you do this, and it's gonna absolve you for anything you did after that day. You take them to the other side. You get their companion. You bring all four of them back. We're good. Sounds like a plan. go back to your place, you wash up, you get prepared, and you take a flight. You end up in Rhode Island and you're looking at this dossier and you're flipping through these pictures. You see a picture of somebody named Artemisia. You see a picture of a young man named Spin. And then you see a familiar face, a one Deandra a hunter that you associate with once during your days at NS9. And then you see uh, the missing person, a one Professor Gunderson. Now his rap sheet is the longest and you start to read it and you see the League of Pernicious Academia and you're trying to rack your brain and you come to realize that he used to be a part of an organization that did horrible things and you question yourself why this group is trying to retrieve this man. And you see the taxi stop and it drops you off in this very just like low level college. And you look at the, the stone sign and it says Brown Community College. You make your way across the campus. It's very, very just like uh, empty. Nobody is walking around. You see maybe a handful of students. You wonder if 
this is like a college that has been closed uh, since there's very little activity. And you come to a, a very just blockish building. It is just not fancy at all. You look at the building name and it looks like uh, there is like this scratch, uh, maybe where a sign used to be. It looks like it's been removed and it just says Center of Sciences. You make your way in and you see these three people. Now for the three of you, you're kind of taken aback when this man steps in. Matthew, would you like to describe yourself? Yes. Um, <laughs> I can't remember how I described it previously, and I probably should have looked that up. Uh, he's uh, he's in his uh, early to mid-30s, uh, pretty average uh, height and build, uh, dark hair. Uh, he's wearing a suit, no tie, top button undone. Uh, he's got a bag of gear, or you presume to be gear. And, I throw uh, salt you, on him, says, scream, he's here to get me, and dive behind a lap table. Uh, hey, I'm Agency, I'm with the Agency, and uh, I hear you guys are trying to get to the other side. Hi, D. Yep, you probably, but not yet. What? See, hi. Hey, long time no see. What? Uh, well, long uh, time <laughs> I've been seen, you haven't seen me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? What are you? Yeah, we're trying to get to. What are you doing here? Well, I heard you were all uh, looking for a Professor Dennis Gunderson, uh, known psychopath, and uh, you're trying to get him back from being banished to the other side. And uh, apparently, Alexander Skarsgård owed you a favor, so on payment. Okay, these are. These are my college friends. <laughs> These are college students and friends. <laughs> yeah, this is this is spin Artemisia. Um, yeah, you've been you've been there before. You've gone to the you know how to. Uh, you got everything you need. I certainly know how to get there. Uh, haven't been myself, but uh, I've got close okay. ties. Okay, so. You know where the rift is. You know what kind of spell you need to cast to make it there. And now the third person, Artemisia, that you needed is here. All we have left is to go to the other. And that is where we're going to call it tonight. Hey everyone, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to our new Geekly Inc. project, Vanguard of the Veil. If you're interested in learning more about our podcast, follow us on Twitter at Vanguard Veil. If you want to hear more shows like ours, then check out Cthulhu and Friends and Greeting Adventurers, which is a part of the Geekly Inc. network. If you want to follow the people that creates this show, you can follow the keeper, Fred, at I Think I'm Fred. Professor Gunderson is played by Matthew at Matthew M. Morris. Deandra is played by Alex at Happy Pute. Spin is played by Josh at Josketh. Artemisia is played by Steph at Steph O. Kingston. Our show is also edited and produced by Kieran at Mr. K underscore Bennett, and all music and sound effects are courtesy of Epidemic Sounds. 